Hi, and welcome back to the Coffee and Foils podcast. I'm your host, Simone, and I'm so thankful you're here. On today's episode, I talked to my client, Mora, about her long journey to being the icy blonde she always dreamed of and how she learned to trust the process. No topic gets left untouched in this episode as we talk about her bad experiences, her good experiences, her thoughts on professional hair care, and being scared of haircuts. Keep listening to hear how not every blonde is impatient, it just takes trust and some TLC. Hi, Maura. Thanks for joining me today. Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy you're here. So I want to start by saying that this episode is going to be a little unique compared to the last few that we've done. Um, I don't think it's a secret that there's probably some guests that I've had where I have done their hair, but I've asked them to keep me anonymous. But Maura and I were just discussing that this story is hard to tell without explaining that I'm the one who took her to where she is right now. So the story we're talking about today is how when Mora first came to see me a million years ago at this point, I don't even know what year that was, um, her hair was maybe not in a good place. I'll let her tell that story and uh, we brought her to a good place, but the whole thing is kind of unique and it's important to say that she's a blonde. and that's kind of the category that this whole episode falls into. So, Mora, I'll let you explain your journey and how you came to me and anything else you feel is relevant. Sure. Thanks, Mom. So, um, I was, you know, coming out of college, uh, like a lot of <laughs> a lot of girls do in college, I decided to take my kind of light brunette, dirty blonde highlights and go full blonde. Um, And I do have a cousin uh, who is a stylist who totally did me up, but she lives several states away. And that was uh, a long commute (laughs) to get my hair done. Um, (laughs) So um, I, you know, I'm from Long Island. I I moved into the city. I tried to find some, some stylists there and, um, I really had a hard time, um, which I found surprising. And I bounced around to maybe, maybe three or four different salons in the span of probably about two years, um, which just killed my hair. Um, it, it was not good. Um, and it, yeah, it, anyone who's a blonde knows that it, by that point, it was just layer on layer of different warms, colds, um, everything at that point. The ends were just falling off at that point. Um, and to top it off, maybe about halfway through college, I had gotten um, a little too short of a haircut. I was trying to grow it out. And um, at that point, when, when you have that much blonde on it, there was just there was no hope. Um, so I was, um, after one really, really horrible experience that someone you might remember, um, that I came in, uh, to your chair talking about, um, I was tearfully on the phone with my cousin, just hopeless that I was never going to find someone, um, who could do my hair the way I wanted it to be. I wanted to be a nice cool blonde. Um, everything was coming out too warm. It wasn't lasting. 
um, she recommended that I come see you because uh, you and her actually went to high school together. Uh, she used to live uh, nearby. And um, that trust factor really did make a difference to me. Um, having it be someone that, you know, she knew that I knew um, she would be able to talk to um, and kind of explain what I was looking for. Cause I really always felt that there was a disconnect. I would sit down in the chair. Uh, I would either show a picture, explain a little bit what I want. And I would just sit down and, and it would never happen. And it's not even like I would go once and then leave. Um, I know, you know, in one of your other sessions, you were talking about, oh, you know, you sit down and then you go once and you're disappointed, then you leave and they never come back. I never ghosted a stylist. <laughs> um, I will say it was, you know, I would go a few times and talk to them and, and give them a few chances. And I was just never achieving the look that I wanted. And I was spending all this money and it was just never, never coming out with the way I wanted. Um, so I just felt like, okay, how, how do I get through to someone? So, um, I was really excited when I knew that it was going to be someone who, um, you know, I, I would actually have this connection with because, you know, not that we are close, but you and I had met before and um, you, you know, live close by and you knew my grandma and <laughs> the whole thing. So <laughs> very important to me. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, um, and then when we met, we, we instantly hit it off, um, which was great. And then um, we, off the bat, you know, you spoke to me and you sat me down and told me everything that I needed to hear about, you know, the process and what was going to happen because what I was hoping to have, you know, you said was totally doable, but, but it was going to take time, obviously. Um, and, you know, I think it took a couple of years, but even within the first year, oh my God, my maybe two or three sessions. First of all, after the first session, I was instantly relieved. No more tears. Um, but after like, after three sessions, I was like the icy blonde queen of my dreams. And, you know, fast forward a year later, my hair was so much healthier. Like, I, I don't know, like I couldn't even explain it. Um, then just last year I got married and my hair was basically down to my waist. Um, my hair hasn't been that length since I was probably a three-year-old child. Um, and, um, you know, no, no listeners can see this now, but um, I just let Simone chop it all off. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, it was, it was life-saving, but it, it's, it's crazy how I, I never thought that I could live in a city like New York City and have such a hard time finding a stylist just to, just to go blonde, which you would think is like, you know, everyone wants to do that. Everyone asks that you see all these amazing pictures on Instagram and Pinterest and like all these things. And you have all these expectations and it was impossible to find someone. So that's what I'm here to talk about today. Yeah. Uh, I love your version of the story for sure. <laughs> I mean, mine, mine syncs up pretty well. Um, but just to kind of go like explain what was going through my head while everything was going through your head. Right. So I had, I, I feel like I was like at the salon one day I got a text or a DM or something and it was from your cousin. So 
going back to that, I think she only lived here for like a year and a half, like less than two years of school while we were in yeah. high school. But we were very close friends while she was here. Um, and uh, we never really lost touch. Like we've probably only seen each other a handful of times in the last decade plus, but we never lost touch. So it was funny to me when we both became like hairstylists and she's super talented. And, you know, I mean, sometimes in this industry, like you learn that someone you knew became a hairstylist and you look and you're like, oh, okay, they're, they're all right. You know, but like (laughs) seeing her work, I was like, wow, I'm, I'm so proud that she became such a, like a top notch stylist. So when she reached out to me, like, do you remember my baby cousin, Maura, that you met like back when we were in high school? Um, And then she kind of explained to me the situation that was going on. And she was like, do you mind taking care of her for me? And I was like, oh my God, I felt like I was (laughs) like, I had something precious in my hands and it was my responsibility to do this for her. So there was a very different like weight on me. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I just like, don't know how else to describe it. Like she was trusting me with someone she loves hair because she couldn't do it herself because she lives so far away. So I was like, absolutely. And then obviously you came in for the first time and I was like, oh my God, she's darling. Like you're just so, <laughs> and so great. Just like an all around A plus human. And um, yeah. So when you came in that day, I definitely remember some, some horror stories. And really I remember that immediately I was like, this is the problem no one is lifting you light enough. So you were, you wanted to be like icy blonde, Elsa, Khaleesi type, right? (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, you're golden. Like not in a good way. Like not like, hey girl, you're golden. (laughs) (laughs) Golden. And, uh, I was, I mean, there's, there's only one reason why that happens. And that's because you weren't lifted light enough to mm-hmm. be white and icy. Um, so yeah, like with all the damage that was going on in your hair and the fact that you wanted to grow it long, right? There's so many pieces to this story. Um, and all of those are relevant that you weren't lifted light enough. Your whole mm-hmm. head was basically blonde. I mean, it was highlights, but there were a lot of highlights on top of highlights on top of highlights. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I needed to figure out a way to relift every strand of hair on your head without killing it, without it breaking off while your hair was growing longer with regrowth being lifted light enough and also not letting your cousin down. (laughs) So, (laughs) Okay. Really glad she's a great person. And I'm really glad that she's trusting me and listening to me because I did sit you down and explain what the process was going to look like for me, what the process was going to look like for you, and that we kind of had to take it low and slow. And I believe that like the only promise I made to you was you're not going to leave today, like the first time, you're not going to leave today where you want to be, but you will leave feeling better. And to be honest, that's my goal. Almost every single time anybody comes in with some kind of issue that needs to be fixed almost nothing can be done in one session, no matter what it is, unless it's something, you know, simple. But um, if someone leaves a salon feeling better and closer to their goal than when they walked in, then I consider it a win. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. 
And I mean, was it hard to correct your hair and get you to where you are? Sure. But is it hard to lift you light enough? No. So I don't, even all these years later, I don't really understand, like you said, how all of these like great salons in the city where, you know, the best hair is supposed to be, wasn't, they weren't lifting you light enough. To this day, I don't understand it, but I'm really happy that we've brought you to this incredible place. Like when we turned on this Zoom, what's one of the first things I said to you was like, oh my God, your hair looks beautiful. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) always. And the thing that I love that you and I have achieved is that I can be, you know, two and a half months out from an appointment, like even during, even during the pandemic when, you know, we were really stretching it and like, couldn't get appointments in, I, and I'll have new growth coming in and people will be like, wow, did you just get your hair done? It looks so good. You look so blonde. And I'm like, oh my God, thank you. No, (laughs) (laughs) it always, it holds up so well. And you know, I think the other thing too that, you know, you've like, we talk (laughs) when we're in the chair, we talk. um, I talk to you, I talk to my cousin and like, I've really just gained a deep appreciation for, um, for your craft and also just the maintenance that goes into have like, upholding this like I'm putting all this time and money into um my hair and whether obviously with blondes it's extra like (laughs) always um but I think that for you know if you're coloring your hair um I I've learned that the like the products that you use play a huge part into that and that's something that I you know you don't really understand especially like Again, you're in college. The first time I went blonde, it was out of a, you know, a pack that I bought from Walmart and did it myself in my dorm room <laughs> and did a grand reveal at some, you know, dorm thing. Um, and one girl actually looked at me and was like, oh, I could have helped you. And I was like, ooh, okay, that is not the response you want to get. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but um, yeah, the products make such a difference. And I do feel like, um, you know, as a client, you always have that little bit of hesitation where you're like, is this person just trying to sell me things? Like you, like you feel like things are just getting pushed on you or like, you know, you, there's always that little bit of suspicion. Cause like, okay, these products are like so expensive or like, they're like four times the amount of something you would buy in a, you know, in CVS or, or wherever. Um, using salon grade products is the only, you know, is really the only thing that you can do when you're like, when you go to the salon, when you're paying to go to the salon to maintain your hair, like, and, and it, like, I now have that proof. Um, so that is just like another little tidbit that I've now found that, yeah, has made such a difference with like just maintaining the growth, maintaining the health, maintaining the color, 
Um, like, and you know, that's something that, um, I found with you when we were, um, you know, trying to get that ashy, um, or not ashy, but the icy look, um, the, the purple versus the blue, um, shampoos, um, which again, like hair chemistry, so cool. Um, (laughs) my mind was blown. Um, but yeah, it's just so fascinating. It's those little things that like, no one had told me that before. And like, that's so crazy to me. I mean, at that time I was in my mid, mid twenties getting my hair colored for almost a decade, like at least highlights. And no one had, no one had even told me about purple shampoo, except maybe my cousin who I, I, that just was shocking to me. Like how had no one spoken to me about that before? Um, so, and that, and I think that was the problem. Like no one, no one was talking to me. No one was giving me enough time. Um, and you know, I'm, I will sit there all day (laughs) and let it lift. Um, I, I have no problem with that. And I have a lot of hair, um, regretfully. Um, but yeah. And I think that, that was, that was my bigger issue. Like no one had been setting aside enough time um, and, and it did get to the point where the last couple of salons that I tried, you know, I, I even told them before booking, I said, listen, I, I have a lot of hair. It's, it's a medium length. Um, and I, you know, can you set me aside for like extra time? Obviously I'll, I'll pay up for like a, a bigger, um, you know, uh, product, uh, and they would say sure. And then they wouldn't. So think that ended up being a bigger issue. Um, and, and it's always the attitude too. Um, I went, you know, I could share horror stories all day and I won't, but my, my only one salon story that I'll share. Um, and I don't even remember if it was in the city or on Long Island, but I will never forget. I went to one place, um, and I asked them, I, I think I was getting an ombre, because that was like trendy at the time. Um, this is going back like maybe 12 years ago. And I had never been there before. And they actually looked at me and said, that won't look good on you. Just like point blank. She was just like, never met me. And she's like, that won't look good on you. And I was like, okay, <laughs> that's mean. <laughs> I got it anyway. <laughs> and it looks say, fine. instead. No, she did. Um, she tweaked like what colors we used, um, but I thought that was a very abrasive, like just point blank that won't look good on you. And I was like, wow, that is. You need some client management, like or like <laughs> some bedside <yeah>. manner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the word. <laughs> I'm really happy that you brought up the product stuff, like mm-hmm. the correct hair care, whether it's toning or taking care of your hair, repairing, you know, all those things. Um, the heat, the heat protectant has been yeah, huge. Yeah. Exactly. So like mm-hmm. for someone like your hair and it's true, uh, Maura, you have a ton of hair. Um, <laughs> I need extra time. I need extra product. And really like if you didn't want to be as blonde as you want to be, like maybe it could be treated like an average head of hair, but you want to be really blonde and you have a lot of hair. You know that, like you just said, you're willing to sit there and 
as much time as it takes and as much time as you need to sit processing, you're just like, cool, I know I'm going to leave what I want to look like. So I'll do it. And I always appreciate that you're never rushing me because uh, that gives me anxiety when people- Oh God, I'm sure. Need to go. And I'm like, but you're not done. Um, So, you know, with as much hair as you have, with as blonde as you want to be, with how far you've come from being yellow and damaged and trying to grow your hair and all of those things, like, I'm really happy that you fell into a place where you could trust that what was being recommended to you was because you really needed it. Mm -hmm. Now, I can't help but wonder, though, if you trusted the recommendations because I was trusted by your cousin. Yeah, for sure. I, like, in the past, I don't think I would trust... Um, I don't think I would trust a stylist unless I had been going to them for like, I'm going to say an arbitrary number just because that's how, like maybe five years. If I had been seeing someone for like five years, then I would probably trust them. Um, and like, I had been seeing someone, it sounds like we're dating. I had been seeing a style, I had been going to a stylist when I was younger for a really long time and I did really like them um and then it ended up being like the salon ended up being like bought out and and owned and shuffled around and then actually my stylist ended up moving to another state um so and and so that was that um and again when I'm when I'm talking about that I was like a child like a young child um so (laughs) um (laughs) um but I really, you know, that person I saw for a very long time and I like that, that I would have trusted, but you know, it it is, which is silly because, you know, it's not that I don't trust that you, that a person would have the knowledge because to be a stylist, you're obviously trained. You, you, I trust you have the knowledge, but I think it's that just like the the salesmanship probably aspect like you know every salon has and i'm i'm actually making an assumption here i would love to know what um if this is true or not but like i would imagine salons have either partnerships or like choose you know what brands of products they want to work with or things like that like i'm not really sure how that works and and we don't have to get into that but um you know, so I would be, uh, me as a, you know, as clientele, I would be like, oh, okay, they're just giving me this product because, you know, this is what they have versus like, this is the best thing for me. But like I said, as long as it's a salon grade product, I don't really think any of them are bad, so to speak. So I don't think I would ever be skeptical of like, you know, the, the brand of the product so much as do I actually need this product for my hair or are they just giving it to me and like now it smells good. So now I kind of want it like that kind of thing. Um, yeah. And like, obviously it's different if I ask for it, like last time I was in, I asked for something because I didn't have something great for my curls and, and I love, 
um, the brand that I've been using and I have a bunch of the other ones already and it turns out they had something for curls so I got something and like that's great I have like a rapport already and so that's that but yeah I, I definitely would be skeptical of, of someone else um, just like pushing something on me if I didn't have that built up trust already Okay. So, and I don't know why. Well, that's what it down to, right? Is so, like, I, I think you just said it, but I'm, I'm gonna uh, rephrase that. Mm-hmm. So, if you do not have a relationship and trust with a stylist and they recommend a product, it immediately feels like they're pushing rather than giving you something or recommending something because they care about your hair. Mm hmm. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Um, I just wanted to like clarify that because that's actually, um, and I, I feel like I probably want to do an episode on something like that, um, at another time, but that's something that I think a lot of us wonder, um, you know, it's easy for me to say, I care about every single person who sits in my chair, whether it's one time or 10 times, but obviously someone that I've been with for years and years, maybe I care about their hair just a little bit more, right? Because I care about them as a person and we have a relationship. Um, and I would like to think that every person who sits in my chair has immediate trust, but that's unrealistic. So, you know, when you said like, uh, you would imagine that salons have like a, a partnership or something like that. Yeah, sure. Like, uh, not exactly in those terms, but you know, mm-hmm. salons pick the brands that they're going to carry based on a number of things. Usually it's like a price point of the product compared to price point of their services, quality of their hair care like in comparison to the quality of the color they're using, right? So like the salon that I work in that you attend, mm-hmm. uh, we carry very high-end color. We carry very high-end products. Mm-hmm. So that all goes hand in hand, right? Like you wouldn't expect very expensive services and like very cheap hair, right. even if it's professional, just, you know. So yeah, right. everything is picked very intentionally. Um, and I try not to be the stylist that's not going to, that's not English, going to try not to recommend a product for someone just to recommend something. If there's no need, if there's no major needs, like their hair isn't damaged, their hair isn't dry, they seem to be comfortable with what they're using. All I'm going to do is tell them what I'm using on them and why. There is, that's the key is like you never, as a stylist, you never want to feel like a salesman. We are not salesmen. We are Mm -hmm. creators and artists, if you will, right? We are not, we don't want to be salesy. So what's interesting about that is that a client can feel like their stylist is being a salesman, salesperson, even if they're not trying to be simply because the trust isn't there, the relationship isn't there, or that client doesn't believe in quality hair care for whatever reason, because we all have our priorities and what's important to us. Um, But what I love is that because when you came to me, you trusted me immediately because your cousin trusted me, Mm -hmm. you listened to what I had to say. You know, so I I think pretty immediately we started you on like a toning shampoo and things like that. We were still trying to get rid of all the yellow on top of like maybe the iciness that I had already built into your hair on one session. And 
over time, I think we started talking about reparative, like you're talking heat protectant, right? Like I'm like, mm-hmm. the hair is long and dead and damaged and you're blow drying it or flat ironing it, what, you know, whatever, all the things that you do, all of these things aren't going to work together unless you do something about it. So, mm-hmm. you know, obviously it's important to you and I that you have that trust immediately. But I also want to know, kind of getting back into the part of your hair being corrective and you trusting the process that it was going to take several sessions. I want to get back into that because Mm -hmm. we had discussed when we were even talking about you coming on um, the podcast was like expectations from one session and understanding that it could be an ongoing process. Now, I know who I am right? I know that I've had people sit in my chair and I can explain to them kindly, but also bluntly, whether they can or cannot have something, why they can or cannot have something. And if they can, how long it's going to take and why it's going to take that long, right? I know who I am and I know I have those conversations. Now, do you think that you understood the process with me because I was able to explain it the way that I did? Or do you think that you understood the process because you trusted me because your cousin sent you in? Probably a combination. Yeah, probably, probably a combination. Um, But, you know, from the start, I think you just did a very good job and it was really refreshing because no one had taken the time to do that before um you know I think you know in the past it's always been you sit down you show a picture because what is what is the process now you everything is Instagram everything is Pinterest you see this really fancy hair right? That you're like, wow, this is amazing. Or this person's beautiful. I want, I want this hair, maybe also this face, please make me look like this. (laughs) Thank you. All the makeup as well. I would like the full makeover. Um, and you show it to them. And in the past I was just getting kind of just a look over and, and, and like, okay, and then they would just get to work and and no real conversation except maybe if there was a haircut involved and that and then it would be like just confirming like okay where's your part <laughs> how many like are we are we doing the cut also is it just like and that's it um but with you we really did confirm everything and actually talk it through and it's you know it feels like a no brainer to me. And I think that was the thing that kind of blew my mind. Cause you know, I'm, I'm a functioning adult. Like I'm not a child. And like, that's not to say, I'm sure there are people that would respond negatively. Like there obviously are people who, you know, will respond one way or another. <laughs> and um, we won't talk about that, but I was Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Just hearing it, it was very, very clear to me. Um, And don't get me wrong. I'm sure there are 
times where, you know, you want one thing and, you know, depending on how you're feeling, um, if, if one session, let's say I, I had six sessions and maybe out of those six sessions, maybe on one of those days, maybe you would feel like, oh, like, was hoping for a little different. And I'm, I'm not saying that was or wasn't the case. Like, I feel like that can happen with any hairstyle, hair appointment. Like, when you're coloring your hair, like, that can happen. And I feel like that's always just, like, that's just hu- natural human behavior, right? Like, that, that desire to do something different or, or whatever, whatever that may be. But trusting the process and, like, having that expectation like it's just it should just be standard so having that hearing that off the bat and knowing exactly how this was going to go down what was going to happen um it was really comforting like and it was I'm a big planner um I think that's why you and I get along very well as well like I loved knowing exactly how this was going to work um and especially as as life got busy and and big events were coming up it was so great to be like okay like I know when I'm coming in and let's set our, you know, set our um, calendars for the rest of the year sometimes and, and work everything out. And, you know, life comes up, we move things around, but like, it was just so great and helpful to, to have that and be able to, um, to just know what this was going to take. And, and it was so, so, so worth, I, I, I don't even want to say the weight because it wasn't a weight. It was just so worth the the effort. That's what I'll that's how I'll say it. Cause yeah, it was immediate results. Um and so so incredible. And yeah. Yeah. What uh what a journey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so long now. Yeah. And like looking, time. looking back and like I'm sure I can actually probably find all the photos of all the sessions. Like I could probably sure. find a before photo of your hair because I'm sure I took one. Yeah, um, or maybe a video. Yeah, I'm going to dive deep into the archives to see if <laughs> I could find these, send them to you, and then also just like because we're talking about it and post them for whoever may be listening to see this journey. I'm sure I have evidence. But, um, you know, I kind of feel like when I've been through a lot with somebody's hair – it kind of feels like to me, like we're always still working for the end goal. Yeah. I think your hair hit its goal years ago. It always feels to me a little bit like we're still working towards it. And um, of course, I worked on your wedding color for two hours. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Application time. Yeah. (laughs) And it's so funny because when you just came in last week or whenever it was, and I went back and I looked at your history to, you know, to mix your color, to freshen up, I was like, how many bowls of lightener did I use on her last time? Like my eyes bugged out of my head and I was like, oh my God, that was the wedding color. (laughs) And I remember saying to you this last time, um, you're never going to have that color again <laughs> because no. you're never doing that work again. But that no. is the day that you should have been your brightest, your lightest, your whitest, feeling your best. And um, I would never have been able to deliver that color if we hadn't gotten your hair into the condition that it yes. was. Because I think I lifted 
every hair on your head. <laughs> yeah. It months. was, it, it, I, and obviously we didn't know when that date was going to happen years ago, <laughs> but <laughs> we were prepared. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was all, oh, it was so worth it. And, and again, the growth and the growth too, like my hair was like middle of my back held so well. We were really holding on there. Um, and it, and, and it was, you know, it, it certainly was a little worse for the wear after <laughs> afterwards. Um, but even, even still, I was actually pretty, I, I was expecting it to not, you know, be great after that insane color application. It was actually like pretty, pretty okay. Um, like all things considered. Yeah. All things considered. Um, yeah. I mean, and now, it, now it's great. Um, yeah, I mean, the new cut. Yeah, <laughs> not to brag. I do want to talk about one more thing. Yeah, um, totally related because we kind of skimmed past it. But mm -hmm. all of this, I want to talk about the haircut process. Okay. So, like we've already explained that, um, like I think you said at one point that like you had had a short haircut, you were trying to grow it out, but then it was breaking and like you were kind of scarred by that a little bit. But also mm -hmm. like we did regularly cut your hair during this process, not every single time, um, but we did cut it and you were open to it. And I was always careful to be like, this is how much I'm doing. Are you okay with this? But I kind of want to talk about like what was going through your head through all of those bad colors? Were you letting any of these stylists cut your hair? Did anything go wrong? And then once we started the process of your corrective and reaching for your ultimate iciness, um, what went through your head when we were cutting your hair? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I can say that aside from you, and my current salon, um, there were only two people that I let cut my hair, um, that were outside of like the person that I was seeing regularly. And that was my cousin <laughs> who I obviously trusted. Um, and then, yeah, there was like one salon that I did go to probably, probably like four times so that, you know, I went to the person, I think twice for a color. And at that point I was like, okay, we had a little bit of a rapport. Um, she under, like, I, I, I felt at that point comfortable to be like, okay, I really need a trim, but like, don't take anything off like <laughs> please cut it but cut it but don't cut it please <laughs> um like <laughs> i'm basically paying you for nothing and <laughs> she is like okay <laughs> um <laughs> and yeah so i i had gotten um i i really wanted just like a baby trim in college and it was someone that i had seen like a few times, um, but not like, not for a super long time. And they ended up cutting like way too much off. Um, and it was like right before a big event. 
And I was just super devastated about it. Um, and at that point, I it was kind of fresh after when I started coloring it. So it was just like not not growing well. Um, and I, my hair, when I get stressed, I definitely like play with my hair and things like that. So, and in college, it was definitely at an all time like peak. Um, so it was just not growing and not growing back. Um, so that was, that was dreadful. Um, and I was definitely a bit traumatized. Like I was like, okay, I'm just never getting a haircut again. Like (laughs) there we go. Um, and yeah, it, that, that was like maybe 15 years ago now. Um, and after that point, I just said, okay, it took maybe three years after that, before I got another like trim bait and trim is a generous word. Um, and then once I started, um, seeing you, we, we talked about that and you graciously explained to me that in order for your hair to grow, you need to regularly have it trimmed to keep it healthy. Um, and once again, we did have that trust to where I believed you (laughs) to put it bluntly. (laughs) Um, I said, fine. Um, but again, I did it, again, where that trust is so important. I, I knew that you weren't going to overdo it. And, um, you know, once we did the first one, I said, okay, great. Um, but even further, even beyond that, I think the peak or the pinnacle of our trust was when, um, this last year when, I was supposed to see you for, I don't remember if it was because you were out on maternity or just out sick, but you were supposed to cut my hair and you weren't. So you, you had to give me to someone else twice. (laughs) Not, Not, and I don't mean two appointments. I mean, you were going to give me to someone else. And then that person was out sick. And so then we had to find someone else and it was for a, it was for a trim. And this was a few months before the wedding. And I was very, very nervous and I knew you wouldn't do me wrong. I knew it, but I was nervous. Um, and I'm sure you did what you had to do to make sure that nothing happened. (laughs) And that I, and that I knew, (laughs) I knew the trust was there. Um, and it was fabulous. So there you go. (laughs) But that was what seven or eight years of me, (laughs) of, of, of us, you know, um, working together for, for me to be able to not even be like, I only, trust you. I trust your judgment that you knew the right person for me to also see, um, because I knew how important it was for me to go and to maintain my hair. Like it wasn't enough for me to just wait until you were back because that, that would be too long. Like we, there was a schedule we knew we had to keep to. Um, so I knew that, you know, you work with professionals, um, you're, you know, the staff is all great. Um, so yeah, that I felt like that was like the true culmination, the true test of like, you know, (laughs) we can do this. So, but yeah, the the haircutting, I think 
is the which is crazy because it grows back but back <laughs> i know but the color you can correct a lot quicker you can come back in like 6 weeks and and do something else but the the growth takes a lot longer so yeah i think um i think that's actually pretty interesting for you to point out so that was definitely this summer and that was when i was out on maternity leave yeah um and we did have a schedule because your haircut timing was important very that it was clean clean and crispy enough for the wedding but not a super fresh cut mm -hmm. um and yeah i was like I was like, okay, so if that didn't work, like go to this person. And it was like, I was literally only going to send you to someone that I could send 80 text messages to explain <laughs> them, ask them to do as what I was asking them to do, you know? And it was more like, uh, Hey, you're seeing my girl Mora and I know you're going to want to cut six inches off her hair, but like, if you could just do like a nice half inch, that would be great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so there needs to be more girl is getting married be gentle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's fabulous. I think like the, like the, the scarring that you had from one or two bad haircuts and always wanting long hair, but also then paired with the damage that was being done to your hair by stylists who weren't even making you as light as you wanted to be. And then the damage that I had to gently create to get you to where you needed to be. I want to say that like, I don't even think we cut your hair off the bat. I think we like no. only address like, this is how to get you from point A to point B. You also need to care for it at home. And like, I'm not even going to talk to you about cutting your hair yet because that feels crazy. I think we waited like a year. I want to say. Really? Yeah. Did. But then we kind of got you onto a thing that was like, because you come in every three months, which I think is important to note that even with as blonde and light mm -hmm. as I keep you, I'm able to keep you somewhat low maintenance because that's yeah. four visits a year. Um, it was kind of like, hey, we haven't cut your hair in a few sessions. Uh, I think it's time for a trim. And, you know, as much as you needed several inches at a time, like I kind of play this game that's like, I'm going to show you what you really, really, really need, but I'm not going to show you what like you need. I'm going to show you less than what you need. The bare minimum that you need to cut off today is, and I would show it to you. And it's like, okay, I can do that. And where you're walking in knowing that the bottom six inches of your hair are dead and dry and damaged and probably needs to go, I'm not going to show you six inches because you're never going to agree to that. So it's right. more important that you cut something than that you cut everything you need. Because guess what happened? You know what happened. I'm telling whoever's listening. The last time you came in, which was your first session after your wedding, I woke up that morning. I like shouted about it and I was like, do I get to cut Maura's hair today? <laughs> and like, that makes me sound like a scissor happy freak. But like, <laughs> I was like, gonna give you a bob. I was just like, oh my God, today is the day that Mora is gonna let me cut everything that's dead out of her hair. And I knew because that was like our agreement, right? It was like, we're gonna grow your hair nice and long. We were also treating it. We were doing um, mm -hmm. conditioning treatments in salon whenever we yep. felt it was necessary, right? So like there were steps taken to make sure that your hair wasn't actually breaking off or like, flying away in the wind. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we were doing all of that, but like there was this understanding that like one day 
when it wasn't so important for you to have hair down to your butt, mm-hmm. we're going to cut off whatever needed to come off. And like this last time that I saw you after the haircut, which is still, by the way, very long. Um, yeah. <laughs> for those who can't I see. <laughs> never felt your hair healthier. And like from here, we can keep it healthy because now all of the damage is gone officially. And like, you can grow your hair down to the floor. I don't really care. Let's just keep it healthy. Like that's my rule. So I just love, I mean, I'm not happy that you had to go through so many bad things to get to a good place, but I just love that you're officially in a maintenance zone. It's like, let's maintain the health of your hair. Let's maintain the white of your blonde. Mm -hmm. And as I was joking with, yeah, someone, someone in the salon about, you know, someone who had a funky color in their hair or something. And I, as much as I would love, um, you know, to mix it up, like we cannot, we can nope. never, we can <laughs> never do anything else because we worked too hard to create the beauty that is this perfect color. Um, and it is everything that it, it's just everything. It's every it's every pin in my Pinterest board. It's every, it has all the dimension. Um, that, and that, I think that was always the biggest thing too. When, when I was, um, coming in before with all the damage, it was always flat. It was brassy. It was gold, but it was just like one. Cause I, I, I don't know. They were giving me one single process or they were giving me, it was just nothing. And this has all the dimension. Just it, it's, yeah, it, it's gorgeous. And like you said, now I, I feel it. And it's so true. After this last cut, it's like so healthy. Um, it feels like I'm just like pumping water straight into my hair. It's so great. Um, and yeah, it was it was such a journey. And it sounds so much so dramatic. <laughs> but you know, hey, my hair is like, you know, there are the some people where like their hair is their thing. And like, if you look at my wedding photos, like my hair was my thing. <laughs> it wasn't the dress. It wasn't, it was my hair. <laughs> and we will be posting some pictures of that because. Okay. <laughs> now we have to. <laughs> because like with all the people that I do know in your life, it was like the wedding day came and I was like, if someone doesn't send me a picture of this girl's hair, I'm going to lose it. I don't know who, who it was that sent me a picture first. Like if it was you or it was your cousin. I, I don't even know, but I was just like, thank you. Oh my God. It looks so amazing. And it was like, <laughs> whitener and half my day. Yeah. Um, so it was like the culmination of everything we've worked for. Like you said, like we didn't know all those years ago that we were working towards your wedding color, but like, I'm so thankful that we did. And um, yeah, I think like, you know, Obviously, we've talked about a lot of topics right now, but mm-hmm. I think the biggest takeaways or the most important part of this whole conversation is just the fact that like diehard blondes are dramatic, by the way. <laughs> Thank yeah. <you. laughs> uh, and diehard blondes just like want to be blondes and they want to be blondes at all costs. And I think it hits a point where some of them have to realize if I want to be as blonde as I want to be, I need to learn to trust someone and I need to trust one person, stick with one person and just listen to what they say 
and believe them. Right. Mm -hmm. And be all in. Yeah. Like, right. Be, you know, like I said before, you're, you're going to the salon anyway, like be all in on the process, be all in on your stylist. Again, make sure it's someone you trust. Like, I'm not saying it has to be the first person you go to, like, and then you can't <laughs> like, but like be all in on the process, invest in, be all in on the investment, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. So whatever that investment may look like. Correct. Yeah. If it has to be, you know, the, the stylist that you trust, um, and then, and then invest in the process, like make sure it's a maintenance schedule that works for you. Um, and then also you, like you have to match that with products that are of a caliber of, you know, what you're putting into it, because that has been absolutely the key to keeping like maintaining the health of my blonde hair. Um, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Spoken like a professional. Uh, <laughs> you made me this way. <laughs> um, so before we wrap up, I have to ask you three questions. Okay. Very important questions. I'm ready. One, how do you take your coffee? Okay. Regular coffee. I take black. Oh, mm. strong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Question number two, um, off the top of your head, what is your worst salon experience you've ever had? <sighs> okay. I know this one very easily. Um, worst salon experience was the time that I went to an anonymous salon. I won't even say the location. Um, and it's the only time I went there. I asked for a color. Um, and the person was fighting with their boyfriend the whole time via text while they were coloring my hair and to the point where they didn't even turn the the phone like um on silent so they'd be like doing the the hair um and like you know putting it in the foils and then i'd hear click 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 and like like mid foil Stop. and yeah like li oh my god that was the absolute worse and, and it took so long and they only accept then and then after all of that they didn't accept credit cards and they only accepted cash which I've never heard of in my life and they didn't have an ATM and they like someone walked with me to an ATM to, so that I would get cat oh my god it was a nightmare oh my god I, you've never told me that story Oh um, my God. Hilarious. I feel really bad that that happened to you. They were fight. Oh my God. And yeah, they were asking me for advice about this like boyfriend and then like pretending that they weren't fighting. And then it would just be like, click, 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 click. And I was like, what the? I can't. So weird. <laughs> yeah. Awful. Pops some of the worst salon experiences I've heard. Like, uh, like hours. Uh, and I always like to end on a good note. What is yeah. Best salon experience you've ever had? Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, probably, probably prepping for before the wedding. 
Like that has to be the best because it was so exciting. Was that the time my grandma was there too? Was she there? That was so funny. <laughs> right? Like, like in a way she was kind of like with you when you were like, like getting ready for the wedding. Yes. I almost and she- picture that as like being part of like, you know, like when the photographer comes and they're like taking pictures of you, like someone zipping your dress and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I love that your grandma was there just like watching me put 2000 foils in your head. And you know, what's amazing about that. So she wasn't there the morning of oh. at the house because probably for a number of reasons, but she, um, she was at my mom's house. We kept it really small. I had um, a 13 person bridal party just for me. <laughs> there were also boys. <laughs> um, <laughs> we had a very big bridal party. Um, we love our friends. We couldn't choose. We, we had to postpone because of COVID. We said, whatever, we're just going to have everyone. Um, so we kept it very small in the morning. It was just my mom, my maid of honor, um, and and my matron of honor, my cousin, um, who was doing my hair. Um, and so we kept it very small. So my, my grandmother was, was at home. It was just easier for her to get ready. So she wasn't there that morning. So for me, it actually was like really, really nice. It was just totally happenstance. She wanted to get her hair done. Um, so the week before when I was going into the salon, my mom decided, Hey, let's, you know, I'm, I'm going to bring grandma in and, and you can be with her. My grandma's hard of hearing, by the way. So it, it was easier for her to, to be there with me. Um, so she got to be there while I was there for like five hours, um, getting and sitting and waiting. So she was just kind of there um, and, and sitting. And, and by the way, she was like raving. She like loved it. She, she got her treatment. She kept touching her hair. She thought it was all soft and silky and like, and she like, so that was like the best you were doing my hair. My grandma was there and it was like an extension. Like that was like, that kicked off my wedding week. That was like the first thing. It got me excited. We had the rehearsal dinner the next day. Like it was the first event and it like made it real. Um, and I love that my grandma was there. Like it actually made it like a little event. Um, and, and now she like, I like converted her, like I'm bringing her in on president I'm bringing yeah I'm bringing her in on president's day and like now it's gonna be like a thing that we do like I'm I bring her to the salon and like we like make a day and like she like came back to my house afterwards and like we had coffee together um and so like that was like now it's a thing now we like get our hair done together and have coffee afterwards and like it's like the podcast so there you go I love it. Coffee and foils. Yes. Uh, <laughs> literally. Po- <laughs> yes. Literally coffee and foils. <laughs> um, I love that. Yeah. So um, thank you so much for sharing. Um, you know that this is a big deal to me to say that, to be like, hey, I think it's imp- going to be impossible to tell this story without saying that I was involved. So um, thank you for being so candid and open and um even wanting to come on the podcast, um, you know, that this was like a big deal for me. So thank you so much. My God, thank you so much for having me. This, I, I'm so glad that you're doing this. Um, you are just, oh my gosh, you're the best. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for asking me to be on this. Um, 
Thank you for giving me the hair of my dreams. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm now. Now that everyone knows that I'm, I'm your guest. I'm just gonna talk you up. <laughs> yeah. No. Thank, thank you so you. much for having me. This was so fun. Um, this was awesome. Yeah. Hope to come back. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Thank you again to Mora for taking the time to share her story, and thank you so much for listening. If you loved what you heard and want more, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and leave a review. And as always, follow me for podcast updates at Coffee and Foils Podcast on Instagram and DM me with any questions or ideas you may have. See you next Monday.